0: The Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host Austin, and my host Sam is with me this week too. Howdy, dude! It, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you really gotta do something about those um what's that, uh, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get rid of those. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's been a minute though. It's it's cool to have you back. Uh, uh, we got a couple things to talk about this week, but um, you know, before we jump into it. Uh, huge shout out to both of our podcast sponsors. First eclipseholsters.com. guys, you're looking for a Kydex holster. You're looking for a wallet, mag pouch, dump tray. Uh, maybe you need to look into a new, uh, everyday carry belt eclipse eclipseholsters.com. Jeez. Freaking, freaking talk, right? Uh, Jess and her team will take care of you. They got all kinds of options. We've been nothing, but, you know, couldn't be more pleased with everything that they hooked us up with here. Uh, the whole team uses Eclipse to carry a uh, fantastic product and amazing customer service. Honestly, I i mean, with everything going on still, right? COVID's basically gone. And gone they're still, uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope so. And But they're still guaranteeing that in three business days or less, they're going to have their order out to you in the mail. Like, it's it's fantastic. Um, and if you spend over 60 bucks, which if you buy a holster, basically, you're going to qualify for free shipping. So you can't really beat that, right? But you can because if you use our code prepared15, they'll save 15% off on your order. So Eclipseholsters.com, head over, check those guys out. And also mymedic.com. Guys, uh, you know, I've said it on other episodes, not the summer is here. We're uh, you know, we're out of COVID, we're out of the lockdown, everyone's out doing stuff, right? Go pick up a first aid kit you know uh if you're out camping with the kids you need something for rec league soccer or baseball i mean mm-hmm.
1: do you, how often do your kids hurt themselves dude all the fucking time yeah see the stuff ha- <laughs> it you- was it was just <clears throat> this morning i was putting band-aids there on my go. kids fingers and toes see
0: you use yours all the time hell my <clears throat> wife was at work uh and i guess one of her co-workers has like some kind of um blood disorder type thing where when he gets cut it it bleeds for a while and then it turns into like a skin tag type thing but he cut himself somehow accidentally at work and uh their office didn't literally when she said hey where's the first aid kit they go i don't know we should have one around here somewhere which i mean aside from the fact i think you're like legally obligated to have one of those um she was able to run out to her car she pulled her my from my medic out of the car and was able to help get this guy get it taken care of. Some gauze, some medical tape. I mean, not life threatening, but I mean, you don't want to bleed all over the place either, right? right? So head over and check it out. Whatever you guys need, something small to carry on your person, they got the solo kit. I believe that's on sale right now. Need something a little bit bigger? Check out their myfac, uh, and it goes all the way on up to the recon kit, which is, I mean, like a full backpack build out kit if you're going on you know extended hikes and stuff. Also, if you guys use our discount code mindset twenty. They're going to save you 20% on the order. It's awesome. Yeah, it's huge. And if you feel so inclined, you can head on over to our Facebook page, our offer section. You can use our affiliate link and uh, we'll get a little, little piece of the action on that. Uh, you support the podcast effort here and you can still use that 20% off uh, discount code. Again, it's uh, mindset20. So head over to mymedic.com. Actually, going to have uh, Zeph from MyMedic on next week talking with me. So, right on. Guys, Stay stay tuned for that but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. You know, this week um, we're sitting down here and I uh, last week actually passed my uh, ham radio technician's license. Yay! <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, be impressed, be impressed. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, standardized testing sucks, but uh, you're, it, and it's not really that big of a deal. It was like 35 questions, but I stress about it. And I was really happy to hear that I passed. Um, you know. Yeah, congrats. Um, thanks, man. Uh, communications are, you know, super important right in multiple facets and that's kind of what got me to uh where i wanted to to get this this license um and give myself some more options so i can run uh you know comms with my plate carrier or a chest rig or maybe i'm just out hiking i want to throw a radio in my backpack uh it gives you more access to um you know high frequency bands so you can have a little bit more range than just like the (laughs) 1.1 1.1 miles that that uh mm-hmm. walmart pack of radios is going to give you because yeah. i don't care what those things f and say they always promise five miles and you get like w- maybe one right i don't <laughs> it, know if you're, if you're using maybe. Those, like lately i remember driving to a barbecue once me and my brother had a pair of them and just driving down the freeway eight car lengths apart maybe and we started losing connection no i mean granted yeah. the car radio antenna probably didn't help that but like Come on, seriously, it's like fifty yards. <clears throat> so, um, but communication is important, right? I know you guys, obviously, in the military, did a ton with. like uh, I'm, I'm sure you, you guys have the good stuff, right? Embitters and. Uh,
1: I wouldn't call those the good stuff, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I
0: don't know what qualifies as like the yeah the so hand stuff anyway. um.
1: So in uh, in the service when I was a. P. we would use some of the newer stuff we had was the um the prick 117 golf that was a that was a pretty nifty radio we would use that for like VHF, uhf comms mm-hmm. um so just to uh, clarify different um, frequency ranges mm-hmm. would be used to uh, communicate with different assets. Sure, sure, that yeah. makes sense. Right, um, you know. So, so typically, like your your lower frequency ranges, uh, we would use those to communicate with ground elements, and then your higher frequency range, we would use that to communicate with with aircraft elements, and it mainly has to do with um, how the radio wave travels. Right. Yeah. Right. And that and
0: even like geographical factors start to come into play with that. Yes. In, in some aspects, the weather can too. You know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So when it comes to um, radio, radio waves, radio theory, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as you said, the environment around you can can play a significant factor. Right. Oh, dude, so yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, then that's you can be out in the country and still run into issues just mm-hmm. depending. I mean, urban areas, too. That's why yeah. it's important to, to understand right. how to use it, um, which is what a license does, right? Even though I still don't exactly know <clears throat> what I'm doing. But I am working <laughs> on it. We're, we're getting there.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to radio wave travel, you know, they, they, it travels a uh, line of sight, yeah. right? So, so essentially you can just, you know, draw a line, right? Like yeah. A straight line, yeah. Uh, you know it doesn't you know it travels in waves like it's not like a straight well, right, line but you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. a straight line direction is uh right.
0: and if it's not line of sight communication you have to again this is you gotta like know what's going on you have to either um, with ham radio there's repeaters that you can bounce off of um, yes if you're really good at some of this stuff i am not uh you there are ways to bounce signals off of uh, satellites off of mm-hmm. the atmosphere yep yep um I mean, Absolutely. some of that stuff there's a fair amount of chance in, too. So, I mean, like, there, there really is really understanding it is, is yeah. critical. Um, so,
1: <laughs> it, it, it definitely, at, like, at, at a certain point, it can become more of an art form. Yeah. Um, so, for example, when we would use um, HF, which stands for high frequency, when we would use HF communication. So, for those who don't know, HF radio waves, those um, kind of shoot – Upward and then they um, refract off of the ionosphere, come back down. So it it allows you to do uh, long haul communication. You
0: get a lot further. It becomes like a like a trigonometry,
1: yeah, essentially. Yeah, and and the the kind of like the double edged sword of it is depending on the time of day Mm -hmm. and the weather. Yeah, uh, your your comms could be impacted. It it makes me
0: wish that maybe you paid more attention in some of those math classes. <laughs> I was like, when the hell am I going to need to know how to calculate this stupid angle or whatever? And right. Like, ha, ah, jokes on you motherfucker.
1: Yeah. Um, but in ideal conditions, <clears throat> I mean, dude, HF can travel freaking yeah. miles. So it. we, we would, we, we were able to pick up HF frequencies come in from like different countries sometimes. Oh yeah, and you know you can you know we would uh, like you could essentially like listen to to music, yeah. from you know blasting out <laughs> of other countries and that was that was always pretty cool. I mean, as long as you have the right equipment. I mean,
0: uh, what is so like antenna wise, I don't know what did you, I mean. Your function was primarily involved with uh, close air support. Yes, right. So. I assume that meant that you had to carry extra stuff yeah oh dude you know uh, the
1: one one is none two is one kind of thing and because even now you
0: see these companies like i think spiritus right is coming out with a like a i don't know adapter to like their uh placard for play carriers and stuff Mm -hmm. and so there's two huge ass pouches on each side to carry yep. radios. Yep. I've seen pictures of people loaded up and they got the yep. huge antennas and these huge, I think they're embitters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> embitter also known as the, uh, the prick one forty eight. Um, that was uh, another name for it. And, or, or the, the brick. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few different slang terms for it. So that one is a lower powered radio. I, I believe it went up to five Watts. I, I could be wrong. My, you know, memory fades after sure some time, but it it was, for us we never considered it a a super reliable radio for contacting aircraft that was far away because it didn't have the power to really push the radio waves that okay. far. Now there is a solution around that. Um what some guys used to do is they would wear the amplifier the emitter amplifier on like on their kit somewhere and they you know they would rig in the amplifier sure. uh down- <laughs> downside <laughs> And this was more of like hearsay. I'm never sure if this Tons is actually of weight. Uh no, like tumors. <laughs> so, what? Dude. <laughs> so, yeah, this is it was it was more of a rumor. Like I I never um I don't know if it was ever confirmed or not. But when I was at when my, you know, my unit, mm-hmm. um we would we had heard that like, you know, a guy had ran his his embitters through an amplifier for like a nine-month deployment or whatever sure uh you know every day using it and then that same guy eventually had developed tumors, tumors developed tumors like around the same spot where his amplifier was see i could, you know i can honestly um i
0: could see that i mean possibly i would, it would depend on the setup and everything and I'm by no means an expert. However, um, <clears throat> having just gone through the test, uh, the gentleman that helped administer it—you uh, know—once people pass and everything, he's walking around talking to those of us that did. There, he gave us a sheet. There's a worksheet that is now um, FCC required, mm. uh, the, and it's it walks you through how to do it. I am not planning on setting up like a home transmitting station—at mm-hmm. least not yet. I just kind of want to you know hang out with my Bay fangs and run some kit, but right. um, essentially you have to complete this worksheet for radiation testing like you have to do mm-hmm. some math on your output and everything because for the most part it'll never be an issue for for everyday people that do things like ham radio communications you won't run into enough radiation that it will be um you know detrimental to your right. to your health or anything so but uh you know now that you say that it's like well maybe there's a reason that this is now becoming um you know, accepted practice and required by the FCC for, you know, our own safety and whatnot. Yeah,
1: no, there's there's a lot of a lot of potential uh, safety issues that can go into radio comms. Another one is like <laughs> guys holding antennas while the radio is being transmitted. Um, Huge no no. Yeah. So that that can cause <laughs> a couple uh, different reasons. <laughs> yeah, it, it can cause RF burns. Yeah. 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 So radio frequency burns and um, <laughs> I can't believe. Well,
0: I, mean, I can believe that, but <laughs> oh, it, it, it happens. I'm just thinking so about for example, this.
1: <laughs> like, let's say, okay, um, you know, you're, you're working on HF and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to communicate with this unit. That's a few miles away. And like, and you just arrived to, to your, your observation position mm-hmm. and you need, to, you need to set this, this antenna up fast. Right. Right. So while you're setting it up, um, you've got another guy in, in the truck you know, who, who's got the, uh, the, the PTT, your are you to talk. Mm-hmm. And then he looks out, probably like thinks you're done. And then he starts, <laughs>
0: he starts going,
1: he starts going, even though like you're, you're still, you know, physically handling yeah. the antenna. Like it's happened to me. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it happens, man. Like my, my forearms like felt like strange for a week after that. Seriously. Yeah. It was pretty weird, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that stuff I, again, now I don't, I don't, anticipate myself dealing with that but um yeah I mean that's all stuff that has to be taken into account and why i mean you want to obviously keep children and stuff away from climbing on antenna towers and things like that like it's not it is mostly harmless right however with that as with all things there's that little piece that makes it just dangerous enough if mm. you're just stupid enough right. to to find yourself there that the tumor thing though that's kind of freaky that's it's funny that you, you mentioned that um
1: yeah. Once again, I never yeah, verified no, it like, myself, but it, mm. but it was hearsay that passed through the community very fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously something you're gonna be like, um, you know, I know I don't know if it's true or not. I think I'm just gonna move this amplifier though. Yeah. Cool well, no me. shit. But after that, gonna... like,
1: no one wore amplifiers.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't either. After you hear that, like, <laughs> I'm not taking my chances. Yeah. Especially, I mean, now not having ever served, I don't know the joys of dealing with the um, the the uh, the VA. But uh I, I have heard that it's not great. <laughs> so it's less than ideal. <laughs> yeah, less than ideal is a good way to put that.
1: So yeah, so a few different other uh, radios we had. Um the older one we with, oh god, was that a prick one thirteen? I think that was like the predecessor to the one seventeen. And that was a oh shit, a fifteen Watt radio, maybe. So God damn it. I would can't that remember have been,
0: what to communicate, probably with aircraft. Then, yeah, that was that was for aircraft. Yeah, that. so we'd,
1: we had the prick 113s, and then those got phased out, replaced by the 117s, and those were our primary aircraft radios. And it's, um, it, it's like a it's like a decent size like if you wear it on your back you know it, it takes up oh, a basically c-
0: like a the backpack size one you see in like movies and stuff yeah yeah okay. like
1: yeah, some guys you know they would have like um it's a designated pouch for it mm-hmm. I always wore it in a, a rucksack because um, just because you have your 117 you always want to plan for failure sure right so yeah, extra extra antennas mm-hmm. extra push to talks extra batteries which are holy shit heavy that's yeah you know just <laughs> god damn it
0: um and of course the one time you don't pack it is the time that you actually exactly need the yeah like it,
1: right you know so sometimes i would you would see guys roll out with like all they had was two prick 148 the bitters the small ones right yeah They'd yeah. have two two small radios and you you could and they'd, they'd have like one push to talk with them one antenna and and I mean, like so but how you can almost like often, guarantee something's gonna go wrong how often did those go bad
0: like the the your, all the time your ptt and stuff like how, how often oh, did those actually go uh, out
1: push push to talk so we would have a uh, few different kinds mm-hmm. some guys would wear the trucker mics
0: that's see and that's what i have on my kit just because i went for like cost effectiveness right 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 um, yeah you know, and that'll work obviously with or without my ear pro. Yeah, yeah, right. So,
1: trucker mics are nice if you're on, if you're doing like um, non tactical stuff and mm-hmm. you're on, you're on the bombing range or you're on like, you're on some range and you don't have to worry about noise discipline. Or even if you're just out hiking doing or stuff. Or if you're just out yeah, hiking, you know, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very like easy, very easy casual, going push to talk. Yeah. The other one we had was the H two hundred and fifty, which looked like an old school telephone. Nice, you know. I think you gave me one of those. I have hanging around here. It's got yeah, like do, some I would. I would plug on the end of it and
0: stuff. I was like, "What is this from Nam? Like, Jesus? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> like, oh yeah, cool. Maybe I should save that though. Like, mount it on a wall or something. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so H two hundred and fifty is like always carry at least three of them. <laughs> always. I and didn't then, realize
0: you guys had that much issue with them.
1: Uh, well, a lot of the shit we had, you know, it's it's been used by many people before us for many, many years. Sure. Right? Like, none of this shit's new. Yeah. You know, we would use um, stuff that was, like, legitimately from the Vietnam era. So, <laughs> such as there was another radio called the uh, the Jerk 206. And that was a big, fat bitch. <laughs> like, like, Is
0: that one you had to carry
1: on your back, then? No, fuck no. They, that was not portable, no. The, oh, the, was? Oh, okay. No, the, the Jerk... Um grc ground radio communications whatever the acronym is, that one would be in the humvee right yeah um because it's it's large it's like I think you told me about this is yeah what you
0: guys could plug into or something yeah
1: yeah so let's say let's say like you've got your <clears throat> um your embitters on you for example, right yeah uh pretty much what you could do is let's say you're out and about you got your embitters on you okay cool. And then when you get back to the truck, you can shove your embedders into amplifiers that are already uh, in the in the jerk 206 frame. And
0: okay. then
1: you can turn that 5-watt radio, I think it, it would pump it up to 50 watts. Jeez. Right. That's, that's a big step up. God yeah, damn. yeah. Wow. So, you know, so it definitely had its benefits, but this is where, like, the art form really came in. Like, you had to fucking caress this. Yeah, this big ugly bastard, to like to get it to fucking you know speed to get it to work correctly. Right, right. So,
0: with all of this, um, just looking at you know how many of these did you have to carry at any at any one time? I mean, like obviously, if you're using like squad mics or something, it's not probably an emitter, right? Um, something a little bit smaller, something right. designed to not go nearly as far. Mm-hmm. But then, especially in your role, right, doing what you did. Did you carry two, three mm-hmm. different radios? Of course. Or? Absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: attack P or any any kind of comms guy, <clears> attack <throat> um, P without a radio is an infantryman. Fair
0: enough. Plain okay. and simple.
1: You know, you, you if you lose comms, all you are is another guy with a gun. I'm not saying that's like, you know, a bad thing, right? Sure. But... It sure as shit can be fucking bad if you've got aircraft yeah. overhead and now you can't fucking talk to them yeah,
0: no way to to
1: actually reach out and communicate right, right right so that's that's like uh the very last thing you ever ever wanted to happen you know as as like the not have as the communicator is to have no radio to communicate with right so when it comes to your question of did you have extra radios absolutely so we would wear a a bigger radio on our back, so in a, in a rucksack, so mm-hmm. like your Prick One Seventeen golf, or, or you know, your One Thirteen, more like the older model. Uh, and then if you wanted to do long haul communications, you'd have a Prick One Fifty, and that's essentially like the HF version okay. of you know of like a portable carry mm-hmm. radio, and, th- and those were pretty decent size. So, um, and then on 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 the front of us, on each side, we would usually have um, Prick One Forty Eights, also known as the embitter, And m stands for Multi Band Inter Intra Team Radio. Okay. It, it, it was desi- you know it's designed to be a team radio, yes, right? Yes, with that specific function. In yeah, mind. yeah. So m we would use it to communicate with, you know, like the team that we're rolling with, and then so that would be on one one frequency and then the other one you could you could run or, or you could like you could also just switch that the channel that's Change another way channel, yeah. yeah but if you didn't want to switch you could like you could run let's say artillery and and helos or helicopters on one radio on one embitter and then the other embitter you can run like your 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 team team comms team comms um and how and much how much did this all weigh a lot A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Part of of why my fucking back is... Yeah, I'm starting to see why so many dudes get out of the
0: service and end up having those back issues, like looking at ammunition and batteries, armor plates if you're carrying them, batteries. uh, Yeah, it
1: doesn't stop there, you know. So you got, let's say, it's always a minimum of, of one radio, but usually, like, the standard is two radios. Yeah. You know, and then if you're... If you want to, you could carry a third, not required. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just like you can. Personal preference you, or something. Yeah, personal preference. You can if you want, you know. Um, but usually, like, the headset that we would wear, the headset would kind of, like, splice into two different ports. So, um, so if you're wearing, like, a Liberator or a Peltor... Like you'd, the have, Comtax, you'd have, I think. you'd have,
0: what's that? Is that the, uh, I'm just thinking the name, whatever they call them now. I know, I know the Liberators, but I think the new ones are like ComTax or something like that. ComTax? Maybe, i never heard I, of that. I don't know. Okay, I'll
1: have to look that up. i never heard of that. Um, but yeah, one one of the uh, you know ports or the wires would be routed to like your back radio, and then the other one would be routed to your your, your front radio.
0: I see. And I okay. never even thought about that, like well, if you're running more than one radio, because yeah. <laughs> it's just not something that i would have ever imagined right. know, it makes sense because you're mo- running multiple radios and yep. you only have one headset but see <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. i thought i was slick with my walker's razor uh hearing protection that has the the audio input so i can run it off my trucker mic mm-hmm. like yeah check me out i'm all high speed over here I'm like no
1: no not even yeah. close <laughs> yeah, and then uh the next thing to take in so yeah then you have like you know extra batteries and and all that all that shit um Another th- another big thing though, was the antenna. Yeah. So an- antenna design, right? Mm-hmm. So a- as you know, after finishing your ham course, um, different antenna designs will complement yeah. the different frequencies that you're trying to yeah. uh, you know speak over, right? So if, if you're running a, a very low frequency, Mm -hmm. let's say you're doing hf comms or vhf comms right more of like the lower side well that antenna needs to be much longer in order to accommodate versus if you're using a very high frequency uhf or ultra high frequency your your uhf and that that antenna is going to be much shorter Mm -hmm. so if um so it let's say Oh, for the Embitter, for example, the Embitter would have a few different antennas that can, that would come with it. It would have a, a longer antenna, let's say, like, you know, so it, it would fold down. And then once you pop up yeah. the Velcro, it would pop up maybe, like, three or four feet or whatever or some shit like that.
0: Now, did you have to do it every time you went to use it? Or if no. it was, like, team comms, you could leave it folded, right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Can, leave,
1: you can leave it folded <clears> in most <throat> situations. And then it also had, like, another antenna, like a, a shorty antenna, maybe, like, eight inches long. Yeah, and yeah. then you know that that's another option you could use. So the short antenna. Let's say like okay, I want to be as slick as possible, and um, least amount of shit on you. Yeah, yeah. and more like more like low Compact. profile, right? Yeah. And you can use a short antenna. But now let's say okay, I'm I'm, uh, you know, you're looking at your map and you're saying, all right, we have to move through this section of of um, a heavy wooded area, and we're gonna yeah. be in this wooded area for like the next four kilometers you're not going to want
0: to have a big ass antenna getting caught on stuff and like
1: well no actually in, in that case what you might want to do to get better comms is you may want to take off the short antenna i oh, see what you're saying and put on the longer antenna so that can that can um help the you know the radio waves break out of whatever yeah geographic yeah like push constraints through whatever vegetation maybe may be around yeah
0: i didn't think about so, it that way i was just thinking from like physical obstruction standpoints Because right, i mean right. huge antennas are kind of a I mean, obviously helpful, but kind of a pain in the butt too, depending on what you're you're working through at that moment. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the thing with with most. Um, <clears throat> actually, the biggest part of what makes most, um, I don't say commercially, but let's say like retail offered radios on the civilian side suck so hard is that you can't swap out the antennas. Right, um, and that's actually part of uh, the the FCC rules and everything. That's why if you have a to to transmit on a radio. That has a detachable uh, antenna. You're supposed to have a, a ham license, um, and those those short little stubby ones that you just—they're built in. You can't remove them. That's where you have all your problems, honestly. Because most mm-hmm. radios within that like five watt range are good for recreational use. You know, yeah, you can use them on. I mean, like the ones that get on the GMRS channels, which is a lot of people use for like overlanding and dirt biking and stuff like that. Like you know, recreational use. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> those shorter antennas aren't that. And aren't that great? I think that's why some people they pay to get that GMRS license, which I actually found out watching one of the videos that uh, Fieldcraft put out um, with the gentleman from Ham Radio Crash Course. Um, and had I known this, I, I may have thought differently about getting my ham license. They're taking the fee for the GMRS license down from seventy-five bucks for ten years to like thirty-five bucks. Mm. So, and that's a good option for people that. And there's no test. There's no test involved. You just you buy the license. You have a um, more limited uh, range of access, right? Right. Um, like not as versatile, but,
1: you can transmit off of. Yeah, stuff.
0: but I mean, yeah. if you're just if you're just looking for something to make sure you can communicate, um, it's a perfectly viable option. Mm. you just got to make sure you get GMRS uh, capable radios. You know, do some do some homework, do some research. Right. Um, but I think that's cool. I mean, you're cutting it like more than in half, right? You know, is
1: your Bayofang, is that? Um, I believe I can. Does get that into, work with
0: that? I believe so. Really? Yeah, I believe I can. Because you can program that thing for a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't even scratched the surface. I actually just bought um, they're like a programming cable. There's a there's software called Chirp. That's mm. um, it's free software. You can. Um, plug into the radio and then your computer. And rather than having to like read the manual and learn how to manually program uh, everything in the radio, Mm -hmm. you can just use the software and it'll do it for you. And apparently it's like 10 times easier. Like I'm all about that. Take my money.
1: That is nice until you get into the woods and something dicks your radio up and you need to reprogram it by hand. That That happens (laughs) a lot. Of (laughs) course. It happens (laughs) a a lot, dude.
0: You know, and I actually thought, I actually thought about that too, but I mean, nice thing is, at least with some of these modern radios and stuff, like, there's a lot of memory. You can have backup channels and stuff stored. I just, I hope I never run into that situation where I'm like, hey, I really wish I would know how to manually reprogram this thing. Right. Um, although, that did come up in one of the um, the Jocko books that I read on, like, leadership or something. They right. were... He was using it as an example to talk about some kind of skill of leadership, but specifically pointed out when guys in the, the SEAL team that he was uh, a commander over mm-hmm. um, didn't know how to uh, head program their radios. They just. You know, hey, I'll have somebody else do it. Or I forget the context of what happened. but yeah. he spoke specifically on the importance of knowing how to program your radio. That's and pretty if you fucking didn't, important. Yeah, he highlighted on that too. <laughs> you know, like how important it is to have a radio that actually fucking works. Otherwise, you're totally screwed.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's <clears> not <throat> it's not as simple as some people may think. Like there there's it's a really lot not. of options in these radios. Yeah, um, especially with like the military grade radios. You know, not only not only do you need to know how to program a frequency but you need to know how to like set the okay what kind of modulation do you want do you want frequency modulation or amplitude modulation Mm -hmm. and then um you know okay let's say do you want to run any kind of like um uh, crypto security
0: which we can't do as civilians
1: not that i am aware of no we
0: can't okay <laughs> it's actually part of the fcc rules oh I, really okay because I, I thought of you when i got to that part of the book and i was like oh yeah we could do encryption yeah yeah no you can't run encryption as a civilian they even frown upon and it goes out of its way to mention they specifically frown upon coded communication that's specifically really? yeah that's yeah that's actually frowned upon how is your like, government
1: oh. supposed to watch you you know
0: how is the government supposed <laughs> to watch you i don't know what do you think our tax dollars go yeah to? I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be that big of a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, um, I mean, and do I really think I would need it? Not necessarily, but I mean, Hey, you want, you want, you want to do encryption. You want to communicate in a way no one's going to understand, learn Morse code.
1: Because I'm
0: pretty sure like 2% of the population Mm. even knows it. I don't even know it. I should learn. I don't know it. you have to learn that? No, no, we never had to. Okay. So that actually brings me to my next question. So, um,
1: you guys had to go through schooling for all this, like the radio mm. theory and yes. everything. What does that yes. look like? So the schooling, um, so at least in the TACP pipeline, uh, you know, like when – so a, for those who don't know, a pipeline for any type of um, military job is is – that essentially refers to from start to finish all the different training courses that you have to go to until like you're – you know, you're considered no longer a trainee and you are like in a you know an operational member of, of the team, right? I think it may be the first time I've heard you refer to yourself as an operator. No, I'd be <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do like, Operationals mean like you can do something other than just train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um so for us, radios was a it was like a designated block in the the schoolhouse Mm -hmm. and you know you'd spend a significant portion of time going through every single option available on on many different radios um talking radio theory how to like how 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 to fix common issues um how to how to uh, let's say like an antenna breaks can you make a new one yeah sure you know like, like, stuff like that. Okay, all right, so now, like, I've, I've got, you know, I've got this wire, right? Like, how do I make a new antenna? It's actually not that
0: yeah. hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not I that I mean, there's some things that work better. Like, you right. can't just wrap around a twig, but, I mean. Oh, the
1: fuck you can't. I mean, <laughs> yes, you can. It's not ideal. So, well, I mean. now that you mention it, we used to have, um, we would build these antennas. They were called uh, jungle antennas. And think of a... The, the shape of it was a pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah. And each – so essentially you would like get a bunch – get a bunch of sticks and you would kind of like set up your, your pyramid shape and then you would um, tie in the the radio wire around the, 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 the pyramid um, and then, then like the – the excess would go out through the top, and then that excess would go over a, a high branch, which mm-hmm. you would then, you know, pull that excess. As you're pulling the excess, like, the whole pyramid structure rises into the trees, and then you would connect the the end that's, you know, on the ground into your radio. Right. And um, that type of design, essentially, so now at that point, like, the different sides of the pyramid are antenna wire right and because they're angled at a 45 degree angle it pushes the radio waves out yeah 45 yeah. degrees and uh, it, it helps you get a pretty solid communication with uh, with aircraft
0: that's pretty awesome and so, you guys built that you said just like sticks and shit
1: yeah sticks and wire dude <laughs>
0: Man. and it's, <laughs> So is that stuff you carried with you like wire or is that something that you did because it's
1: a, it, like you'd keep in the truck?
0: Okay. So it wasn't like, hey, something broke and we did this because stuff broke all the time. But it was just something you did as like a best practice. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, <clears> it's <throat> one of it's one of those things where like you want many you want many tools in your toolbox. Yeah. So just in case the situation comes to that. You yeah. had that backup you plan, know. and yeah. that, that has absolutely happened. Um, so, you know, so when we were doing different, like, training functions, um, it, it, it's common for gear to break, like an antenna snags on so – you're going through a door, and an yeah, antenna it antenna snags doesn't on take it, much, and it breaks, honestly. yeah. Um, and then you look at your watch, and you're like, oh, shit, in 20 minutes, I need to be over here talking to a couple of – helicopters or a10s or whatever yeah you know and, and i need to build a fucking antenna to do that <laughs> and that's yeah. where like you know that that's where like the that skill comes in like you go to your truck you grab your excess wire and you you do your little math calculation of okay what frequency am i going to run how long does my antenna gonna need to be mm-hmm. um what direction do i need to be able to transmit do i need it bi-directional omnidirectional? right uh, do i want it to transmit into one single point
0: yeah right Is, yeah do i need to i mean yeah there's a lot of different things that uh go into it the, the orientation of it um you know vertical versus horizontal right right, uh, right. It just and it, it's very situational but you mm-hmm. have to be able to your point you know understand the when the what the why the how yes uh, it's not just a hey i'm gonna like a cell phone, right? I'm just going to dial this number up and it's going to be fine because right. that's how well the cell phone works. Um, you know, that you now it is I will say that um aside from the cell phone, right? Like assume that there is no cell phone service, having a radio, mm-hmm. like a legit radio is probably your best shot at communication. Um, you know, landlines especially here in Michigan, where for some goddamn reason we insist on running all of our wires above ground where mm-hmm. they're susceptible to things like Wind damage and tree limb damage. And horrible and, winters. Yeah, uh, ice yeah. buildup and stuff. Um, you know, so landlines go down. Honestly, those we have, haven't had a landline in a while. But I'd like to say we had more issues with those than I've ever had with my cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a radio is like, I mean, even if you want to get out of like the the tactical space, just about like hiking, hunting, any of that stuff, like you get lost. What are you gonna do? If right. You got a radio that can be. You can do a lot with that. Yeah,
1: I I agree. If if you're going to be going into um into an environment that is like separated from society, you know, sure. you're you're out in the woods or you're in you're in you're in the fucking ocean or the lake or yeah. you know you you're you're like you're not around society.
0: Yeah, not easily accessible. Yeah,
1: then in that case a a radio can definitely come in handy um there's a lot more um like setup required a lot more planning required oh for with, sure with radio comms and everything mm-hmm. um but I, I agree with you it is like the next best option because like once you get into to a certain area of um wilderness like there's you know your cell phone signal
0: Yeah, we did it when we went went doing uh, land navigation um, a couple months back. We were in northern Michigan. And, um, you know, at the cabin that we were staying at, I mean, I I got perfectly fine cell reception, internet signal and stuff, but out in the woods, not not the case, right? I definitely had a couple moments where I was like, hey, I'm going to see if I've gotten a message from my wife or anything, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't get anything to refresh on my phone because they're just you know, out there in the middle wherever we were at, at that t- that particular moment, you didn't have good reception and it's a realistic scenario. I mean, if you're thinking about where you could end up, should something go wrong, right? It's completely feasible to think you could end up somewhere, you know, you're just that perfect distance away from all the cell towers right. that you don't, you don't have some kind of access and mm-hmm. well, okay. If you have a radio, you'd be all right. If you don't, then hopefully you have a gps and a map and a compass and you can
1: yeah. figure out where the a, hell you're at and, and how to get
0: some yeah. better oh yeah and just my internal okay my internal stealth compass. eagle yeah i never <laughs> yeah. get lost like yeah no that's not how that works that's like
1: that's like the number one thing said before someone gets lost
0: yeah i never get lost i know exactly where i am and then <laughs> yeah. it's like by the way i have no idea where i'm at if you could just help me out here i I don't know. I think the whole comms thing is—it's it's actually really fascinating. Um, but even past like the technical aspect of it, because I mean, we could go for hours talking about all the different like stuff that's out there. And mm-hmm. some guys like, like honestly, I, I'm a big fan of the Beaufang stuff. Um, just because it's cheap mm-hmm. and uh, it's like an entry point and yeah. even for people that have that knowledge a lot of people still like it because of the affordability and yes. the functionality and stuff like when i figured out and priced it out that i could run a radio on my plate carrier with a trucker mic and an extended battery and it comes with the, the charger and everything for under 70 bucks i was like sold i'm so i that's why mm-hmm. i bought a second one i think so for under honestly like under 120 dollars. i don't have a trucker mic for the second one yet but um i found a good sale this for the second one on on woot and uh, i was like yeah i'll buy another one oh yeah why not nice I'm trying to get my wife to my wife to take her exam but um <clears throat> you know it's uh people kind of will poo poo on the the cheap chinese radio but i think it works okay um
1: yeah you know, yeah it's it's, as nice yeah. as like
0: the the embitters which i don't even know can we get those as civilians and use them um i know hytera <laughs> is another I, brand that's popular
1: Maybe I, I to, and, and I don't know to answer, yeah. your, answer your question. I'm I am think sure.
0: you. I want to say you hear enough guys talking about it on like YouTube and Instagram and stuff. I think you can. I think they're just hella expensive, right? And I just don't have the money that I'm. I mean, I do, but I don't want to like spend it on that.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> w- know, I wonder I, what the cost is for for an old embitter. I don't know. I'll have to look it up after this call.
0: Yeah, but but so. When you're actually getting down to the communications aspect, like, literal communicating with people. Um, and this is something we were talking about before the pod. I'm like, I want to talk about this because it's one of, the, like, my top five peeves, right? When people just suck at communicating. Right. Whether it's intrapersonally, over, I mean, shit, it could be over email, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, probably something that you guys dealt with uh, over the radio, right? Um I'm I'm assuming there was a certain level of etiquette that came with that, right? Yeah, they were teaching you guys Absolute, how to communicate. Absolutely, is um, you know, short, concise, etiquette. to the point, but mm-hmm. I mean, within reason, right? Because you don't want to not include certain details. Yes. Um, what does that look like from a curriculum perspective? I guess, right. like,
1: so so, what we would do a lot of the times, and 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 you're right, you know, you don't want to. You don't want your radio communications to be drawn out. Like things need uh, information needs to be communicated quickly and efficiently. So what we would do is we would have um, a, a brevity terms. And I'm sorry. Anytime
0: I hear the word brevity, I just think of the movie The Big Lebowski when he's telling the guy what he can call him, and he's like, uh, or. El Dudorino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> go so, ahead.
1: <laughs> so, for example, um, so brevity. Um, what I mean by that is ha- saying one word that means many words. Right. Uh, so let's just say a word for um, I, I. I am currently looking at at friendlies. Instead of saying all of those words, you can just say visual.
0: <laughs> and that's...
1: And that's it. Like, yeah. saying the word visual means I am looking at friendlies, at friendly forces. Or let's say you see an enemy, right? Instead of saying, like, hey, I see the enemy you're talking about. Right. You would just say tally. Tally? Yeah. So One that's One word, it? tally. What? So... Okay. Yeah, and and, um and like the the list the list goes on, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's you know, hundreds and by thousands of different brevity terms out there. Um, but for for our purposes we would have, you know, like your your list of like I don't I don't know how many. But you would have like your list of terms Mm -hmm. that essentially that was part of the curriculum is everyone needs to know what these brevity terms mean. So when we get on the radio and we start communicating back and forth, we're not yeah. wasting a bunch of time saying trying to haggle and
0: figure out what are you trying to tell me. Right. It's hey, here's the message and you can process and react, right, accordingly in yes. a timely fashion. And that's in and, and that I think points out how important it is, how important communication as a like as a general concept, yeah. right? How important that is. Um, because you can be a great communicator, right? But if the person you're working with just isn't right um you're, you're still going to have problems right everyone's got to you know got to understand you got to be able to communicate and that's sending and receiving right it takes you know was mm-hmm. it it takes two type thing. yes and i i mean and i don't know if you encounter this now that you're out of the service in the you know corporate america i certainly do not everybody is a good communicator. It's definitely something I think uh, if you want to make a list of that stuff, we should teach to kids in school again. Mm-hmm. Um, like intrapersonal communication is definitely one of those things. Like, And you ask them, well, why didn't you point that out before? Like, oh, well, I didn't even think. Well, maybe you yeah. sh- should have. Yeah. Well, of thing. <laughs> well, you I mean,
1: hitting on that point exactly, I think it definitely takes um, – people need to be educated to consider – Others, right? And right. I, I'm not I'm not saying like from a strictly emotional stance, but no. even just like from information stance. Let's say you and I are going. Let's say like we're going to dinner somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm driving there, and on the way, I see an accident on Road X. Well, you know, I know that you're you're going in you're that going direction. You're coming down that road too. Yeah. So like you know, perhaps it would be. <clears throat> wise of me or kind of me or whatever considerate considerate yeah. <laughs> of me to you know to call you up or have someone text you hey man there's an accident on this intersection you may want to take an alternative route going or somewhere else or don't whatever. and then call you later ah yeah, you, buddy. Or just don't yeah, tell you enjoy that traffic Can asshole
0: <laughs> no i mean but it, it, it it's it's really common honestly or even like just personal communication right like yeah family members or friends and it's like all right. Um, yeah, we're planning to do like you said. We're planning to go to dinner, and you're gonna wait till 20 minutes before to start communicating details and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. no, you probably need to, you know, have the forethought to understand. Hey, maybe they have other stuff going on today. Maybe it would yeah. be helpful to have that information more than 20 minutes ahead of time. Well, that
1: that's actually one yeah. thing that drives my wife crazy is if if we're going somewhere. I will have like a fucking planned out worksheet of, oh, yeah, like, of like everything that's going to happen. Oh yeah. And and like what time it's supposed to happen. Uh uh, what do we used to call um itineraries. An itinerary,
0: yeah. yeah. When we were like, in school like no and ship doing band build an itinerary. Yep. Oh, I do it. Uh, when we go on road trips and stuff. Yeah. Like, I plan it out. I don't write it out, but I plan it out in my head. It and, drives my wife insane. Oh, dude, mine too. She'll get <laughs> super pissed and be like, Why are you so worked up? Why are you so angry? I'm like because we're here right now but we should be over there and this is happening so it'll be fine I mean, yeah i know it'll be fine it's just bothering me right
1: but i guess like going back to your point of communication you know kind of like playing devil's advocate against myself um if i build an itinerary before i set that plan in stone Yeah, it is beneficial to share that plan with my significant other and, you know, get her feedback on it as well. I have
0: picked that up over the years. So now (laughs) I'm like, hey, we're going to meet my parents for dinner at five. So you need to be out of bed no later than 11 because I know how long it takes you to get ready. Right. You know, travel time and whatever. And I'm always, you know, I try to be early to stuff. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you got to and it's you got to like all parties kind of have to come together to understand a lot of that stuff to make it effective. Yeah. Right. It's more than just sending and receiving. So when you guys were going through, I mean, is there like a, I guess like an, an etiquette to when you're sending those sending and receiving messages? Yes. I mean, um, I know with like, uh, with ham radio, you'll, you'll end your message with your, uh, with your call sign typically, by the way, I totally just got mine. Like yesterday, it showed up in the database. It's really sweet. <laughs> It's not that cool. I'm to get one of the vanity ones so I nice. can have something yeah. somewhat cool.
1: So so there definitely is a certain type of like radio speak, you know, a certain type of etiquette. Um so being very clear, yep. concise, short and to the point. Uh also so for example, like let's say I um oh also never use personal names. That was a a, a big one. You do not use their, their their personal name, you use their call sign. Sure. Um, so let's say your call sign is Alpha, my call sign is Sierra. You know, I would always start with Alpha. Mm-hmm. This is Sierra, and then you follow with your your message. You know, blah blah yep. blah blah blah. blah.
0: Um, and that's that. By the way, is the same for ham radio when you're right. calling when you're when, if someone's calling out for an open communication or something, um, you always answer by stating their call sign first. Mm-hmm acknowledging them basically yep. and then stating your name yep so
1: yeah and then you go on with your message and then <clears throat> the way you end it is you can say you know over which is like you're, you're, you're done with your transmission or you can say how copy yeah which is like <laughs> do you Get what the yeah. fuck i'm saying i'm sorry i just i play a lot of call of duty and pete you'll get
0: some of these kids that just like yell how copy how like coffee? all the time on their mics when they're <laughs> playing the game and it's like haha you know it's funny the first couple of times and it's like all right dude shut up like we get it like or um i think it's there's another movie it's uh i think it's saving silverman mm-hmm. you know like when you when you <laughs> close the channel on your mic you get that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like they actually make the noise the <laughs> microphone and they start fighting. They're like, dude, you don't need to say. The radio does it for you. Over. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's goofy shit. I, I watch way too many movies. But yeah.
1: yeah, and then like when you're done with your conversation, um, like like you know before you, um, hang up. Let's just say that before you, end before end you stop end, and and you end, and your transmit. Yeah. yeah, before you end your conversation, you would say out, right, and the yeah. word out means like i'm fucking done yeah am putting the radio a, down don't yeah.
0: try to add anything else because i won't be here to answer type <laughs> yeah deal.
1: yeah so yeah so there definitely is etiquette even like the way we would say numbers um or the way like you you would break up numbers so if you're reading off a grid you know one two uh instead of saying like three we would always say tree one two tree and then four was fu- like four were. Like very essentially, like, over you're over pronouncing the syllables okay.
0: to make it as clear to as to make possible. It as clear as
1: possible, and even with like uh, you know six, seven, eight, 9 is not nine it's niner. It, yeah, I always wondered why, and I thought it
0: was just a Hollywood thing, honestly, because you, it's always like you know Charlie Victor niner, and I'm like yeah, would you just put er on the end of everything, <laughs> or is there like a specific Did reason? Did you say meow?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say meow. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, like, so is that just so that when you hear it, you know, you understand they're trying to say nine, niner? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Just for understanding's sake? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's just to, you know, you want to, like, o- overdo it a little bit to really be as clear as. Make sure possible. the message is received correctly.
0: Right. And, um, using, like, the, not, nah, it's not phonetics, but, um, yeah, like spelling stuff out when you're communicating. This and this is all stuff that was like provided in my curriculum when I was studying for my ham licenses. Anytime you have um, either a hard to pronounce word or you're trying to communicate something that is very uh, critical information to, you know, my name is Austin, A U S T I N, or mm-hmm. you know, Alpha Utah. Wait, what's is that the one uniform? For? Uniform. It's totally what I meant to say. You know what I mean? Like spelling it out yeah so so. using the
1: phonetic alphabet was also yeah yeah that's also something that we you know we would use over the over the radio so if i am if i'm um looking at a an mgrs grid and i'm reading the uh the grid zone designator Mm -hmm. which is like your your hundred it it is a square that represents one hundred thousand meters right yeah and that's um, so it, it would be two numbers followed by a letter. So, for example, like sixteen Sierra, or right. you know, fourteen Tango, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you would never say like fourteen T. That that was like a big no no. It's like you say <laughs> you know if you say T, you fucking say Tango. You say the whole like the phonetic the alphabet, phonetic, the word version. that goes with that right, letter of the right. alphabet. Um, that one and um if people like if you hear the radio mm-hmm. fucking answer
0: yeah like just and that's like a courtesy thing but also because it's like well duh they're trying to get a hold of you for a reason yes yeah. dude, and that that is that is one of the things that that just like irks the shit out of me i mean <clears throat> it is 2021 raise your hand if you have a cell phone yes all of us mm-hmm. we all have fucking cell phones <laughs> If I call, there's no reason. I mean, if if you're busy doing something, I understand. But there's no reason why I should. I I know that you're not busy. You're waiting for my call. And I have to call you twice or three times because you let everyone go to voicemail the first time because you just can't be bothered. Like, I have family members that do that shit. It Mm -hmm. drives me insane.
1: Yeah. So what we would do is like, like you know, if you're calling me like, uh, you know, Sierra, this is Alpha, uh, radio check over. And and I'm, I'm fucking, I'm busy as shit. I'm like, hey, Alpha, this is you know, I need, I need you to stand by. Yeah. Was like, and
0: is is that the the um like the typical message? You know. Yeah, Sierra, yeah. So, so Alpha, if someone says stand like stand by, and that, that means just, like, wait, give me a minute. Basically. Right. It's like,
1: dude, like, I'm I'm fucking doing something. You know. Just, just chill for a just second. Chill out for for a second. I will get back to you. And that's I'm assuming that's pretty standard. Like it's it is yeah. So.
0: And and that's not that hard to do. I mean, it just like again uh, to equate that to our civilian life, right? It's answer the phone. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm busy right now. Can I call you back? Or yep. I know now you even have like the pre-programmed options. You can slide up on the phone. Like, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now. I'll call you back in a moment or whatever. You know, yeah. sorry, in a meeting. It's just it's a courtesy thing, but it's it it's beyond that because it lets them know, hey, I'm not just. I didn't. I don't it's not that i don't know you're calling it's that i am disposed or whatever right, right now i'll call you back when i am able to yeah i understand yeah, exactly. that you're waiting to get get in touch with me
1: yep and then um, another one i'm just thinking of just like small things of um, another one is let's say let's say we have three people on comms mm-hmm. and i in, in one transmission i want to speak to you and then the other person so how would i do that what I would do is I would say let let's say like your call signs Alpha, I'm Sierra, and then the third guy's Tango. Yeah. I could say Alpha, this is Sierra, blah 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 blah, and then in the same transmission I could say break break. Yep. Tango, this is Sierra, and then I can continue speaking. So so that's like another little like etiquette thing is if I want to switch people of who I'm speaking to, mm-hmm. you would say Dude, the, you should- the word break twice, break break and then have you considered
0: getting day. your ham license because like a lot of this stuff overlaps. Oh really? Like a crazy amount of this stuff, the etiquette and oh. communications and things overlaps. I, it, it's only, I mean the ham, uh, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right. kind of emerged after, uh, it's either world war one or world war two. I think it was mm-hmm. world war one. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure that a lot of the guidelines and the etiquette, came from former military personnel that that learned all this stuff, and they just, hey, this works really well, because we've done it, so here's how we're going to do etiquette from now on when we're having these conversations. I mean, and you already seem... I think i think i sent you the link for it i'll send it again you should just take the technician's practice exam and see where you come out on the other side see
1: how much i remember for
0: one i'll be super pissed if you don't have to study at all to take this and you haven't even like tried this shit in uh you know however many years (laughs) because i definitely studied um a lot for mine and Mm i don't think i did i tell you what happened to me the day of the test no yeah it was really awesome um i lost power that day at three in the morning so Damn. my plan, I took a half a PTO day, right? Yeah. I was going to work till noon. And then I was going to like, okay, I'm going to break. I'm going to clear my mind. I'm going to go to the gym for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, right? Yep. So at approximately 2, 2.30, I'll, I'll just start studying. And then I'll leave at 6 because my, my test starts at 6.30. So mm. nope, fuck that. You don't have power. So I wake up, scrambling all my shit together, drive across town to my parents' house to use their Wi-Fi so mm. I can work for the first half of the morning. Oh, shit. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I work, whatever. Um, the ETA on power coming back up was like nine at night. Like, great. This is outstanding. Still don't have power. So I, I did still go to the gym in the middle of the day. Um, then I had to go home, shower and change after the gym, let the dog out, right? But then go back to my freaking parents' house now that everyone's home and everything. Mm-hmm. So I could borrow my dad's laptop and try to get like two hours of studying in by the time this was all said and done before I had to leave and go take my test. I got out there I'm like, watch, I'll I'll fail. This will suck. This will be just the day I'm having. And um, actually, I think it might have been a little bit late, but they were still getting organized when I walked in. And thank God I passed. So I'm like, all of right. course. Speak. You know, I've been stressing out over this. Been busy at work. I'm trying to get it done, and all this shit happens to me at once. Oh, mm. well, he passed. Yeah, that's oh. all that fucking matters. Yeah. Honestly, the guy sitting next to me, I think only got like two wrong. I'm pretty sure I barely passed, which mm. doesn't really bother me. It Just means I studied enough. Like I studied as much as I needed to, yeah. to pass. Well,
1: a person who passes med school with all D's is still called doctor. That's so. <laughs> that's, that's
0: fucking right. <laughs> you should, dude. You should take the practice exam. Like thirty-five questions. I'll be pissed. I mean, I'll be I'll be happy for you, but I'll be pissed if you yeah, pass I'll, the I'll practice have to check exam. Because it it's a lot of it is, uh you know it's very uh similar if not almost identical at and the etiquette for sure mm-hmm. um but then even obviously you understand um the theory behind you know you're talking about with antenna orientation and mm-hmm. stuff and um and hell if you pass the first one when you go take it they'll let you take the next one up for free oh shit yeah, I mean I definitely shit the bed on that one. I did not pass my general exam. Not even maybe. I think I got like a 16% on it.
1: This was like the level 2 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's okay. so with
0: your ham license, there's technician, yeah. general and then extra. And I guess if you get all three in one sitting, they call it the ham grand slam or something like that. <laughs> um, which is sick. Like if you just that, that's pretty if cool, you yeah. have enough knowledge um, either through military training or um it's what you do at work or something and mm-hmm. you just you just know this stuff like dude more power to you that right. is not me though <laughs> and i was like i i was i'm like you know uh, fine i'll try yeah i wanted to just be like can you give me my certificate so i can leave because i'm really just happy to hear that i passed right um oh yeah and they uh so also they did not give me they're supposed to give you scrap paper to do like a little bit of notes on if you needed to like mm-hmm. One of these like standardized test things that I do is uh, I'll like write out the formulas like I memorize the formula obviously yep. so I'll write it out so I have it in front of me and then you have room for work stuff yep um, and then I will either depending on the amount of questions, I'll do like a number line at the top of the paper of either questions I want to come back to mm-hmm. <clears throat> or I'll line out all of them. In this case I wrote out all like numbers 1 through 35 and I'll cross them out as I go. If I'm not sure on the answer, I'll circle it
1: mm-hmm. or
0: I won't cross it out or something. Um, so they never gave me scrap paper. So, mm. I had a piece of paper I brought with me that had my uh, federal reference number on it f r n number mm-hmm. um, and I wrote on the back of that. Well, that caused some issues like well, you can 't have you can 't be bringing in your own pieces of paper with stuff written on the back, oh. so I had to basically explain to the first guy of what happened, and he was like not having it um, turns out he's not he was not one of the um qual- like certified examiners he was just somebody from the local ham club that was helping right? yeah. So um he turned me over to the guy who was like in charge and was one of the certified examiners and was like totally cool with it. Super nice guy. He was like, "Here, give me a piece of scrap paper." And was like, "Just copy down everything you had on this one onto this piece of paper cuz we're supposed to keep it together." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay. Yeah. Cool. Whatever." Awesome. Yeah, I was definitely shitting my pants a little bit. I'm like, great, watch. I'll pass with flying colors, and it won't count. So they'll have me retake it, and then I'll fucking fail.
1: Yeah. Like, that's just
0: how this is gonna work. Like on this day when I already lost power and had all this other. Right. But you should do it, man. You know, we could oh, do. We could call each other on radios instead of just a cell phone or the Facebook.
1: Well, tell you what, dude. Um, from your house to my house, if we both had an HF set up, yeah, then we could we could definitely. We can do we it on, on
0: beo fangs. Just get I'd probably have to get a little bit longer antenna than what I have right now.
1: Oh, that's only five watts, right? Um, we <clears> probably, probably, right. yeah, probably need. Yeah, we probably need more wattage, amplifier. most likely. But we we can figure that out.
0: I'm looking up right now because uh, I want to know frequency range. What? Oh, the wattage, yeah. Wattage, if I can spell. Oh, four watts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think if we could on get... Maybe like, a really clear day or something. If we could get, like, a... I don't know. Maybe, like, a 10 to 20-watt HF. Yeah, maybe. I think we could, we could make that work.
0: You know what's cool? I found out they actually... And I don't know if you remember from when we were doing Winter Drumline stuff together... There was always, like, that one weekend out of the year we had to wait to get into the gym to do stuff because they were having a ham radio swap meet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that still goes on. It's, like, oh, five shit. bucks to get in. Apparently, to, to the guy told us, like, straight up, if you are wanting to build, like, a home station to transmits and everything? Yeah. It's, like, you can get everything you need, um, secondhand, obviously, but for, like, 70 bucks. Dude. And it's, like, five bucks to get in. It goes towards the local club, which is the one that actually... Um, put on and hosted the examination that i went to Mm -hmm. um so it's all kind of like you know community based and everything i was like well that's pretty sweet like i'm gonna actually come check this out and they're like, yeah, you know, bring your friends, bring your wife. I was like, ah, the wife, not <laughs> sure. I mean...
1: Dude, my wife will just make fun of me the whole time for being a fucking nerd. Yes.
0: Um, like, yeah, I might bring a date, but it won't be my wife. It'll be my <laughs> buddy <laughs> Sam. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it'll be another dude. <laughs> yeah. Is, you guys frown on that here? Or is that just cool? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you get a lot of that here. So, <laughs> you know, it's definitely not one of those, like, glamorous... I feel like... I feel like if you're like into ham radio stuff uh and i say this fully self-deprecating like as one who has a ham license right yeah you're somewhere on like the same wavelength no pun intended as those guys yeah. that build the little ships in the glass bottles oh really but you're not super old but you do it because you're like 32 <laughs> and it's just like hey man yeah you're, you're, i'm just gonna do or like you're right
1: you're, you're a hobbyist
0: yeah like you right you know, you, you you crochet for fun, but you're, like, 27 years old. And you just, I don't like <laughs> nightclubs or going out or having friends. I stay home with my cats and knit doilies. Like, uh, yeah, no, it's right. not the most glamorous of hobbies. But, I mean, I will say as I'm getting older, I'm kind of enjoying some of this more intellectual intellectual.
1: Yeah, um, it is pretty cool. You
0: know, stuff, loads. little more stimulating. I'm, I'm finding I would rather stay home and read uh, now that I... You know, it takes me two and three days to get over a hangover instead of two or three hours. Right. Uh, instead of going out to the bar and getting you know completely hammered, oh, I'd rather dude, I'd just barely like even drink anymore. have like a ah, drink and and stay home and read or like you know occasionally enjoy a cigar or something. Mm-hmm. You know, in my my old age. You know, I mean, I'm getting there. End of the month, I'll I'll be 32, man. With Basically, the ripe, uh, ripe age. Yeah, of 32. You know, <laughs> foot in the grave and and, and all of all that, man. It's it's getting really real. That's yeah. why I'm getting into old man hobbies, like yeah. radio. And
1: then, and then once once you have kids, you can start doing all like, the old man grunts. Yeah,
0: you uh. know, sitting up, standing uh. down, uh. anything. Yeah, everything <laughs> makes noises yeah. and it's awful. Like, but I yeah. think, you know, honestly, I'm happy I did it. I think that if you're looking at being um, prepared and well rounded, right. um, having a comm setup should be entirely it's a, essential. It's, it's
1: essential. <clears> so we would, uh, you know, we would kind of have this like, it's like a, a three, three word thing, you know, for a criteria for someone that would be considered e- effective. Yeah, and you need to be able to move, shoot, and communicate. Right. That was like the you know the the, the three areas, um, three pillars, if you will: move, shoot, communicate. If one of those pillars goes down, like you're kind of in a in a world of shit.
0: Yeah, in one way yeah. or another. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean communications are huge and um again i know we kind of like in today's day and age we kind of fall into like the whole cell phone it, like oh, i'll have a cell phone i don't need to worry about it but i mean realistically speaking i mean that's not a there's not really any guarantees i i don't know that we would ever fall into like this sounds a little paranoid know these police state things where they shut down the uh the cell phone service in the area or something well, dude but- look
1: at the fucking covid shutdown that's true. When when the government wants to I, I'm, I know I'm going to sound a little conspiracy theory Hold on, here the but Reynolds out. But like <laughs> just look at it during COVID when the government wants to shut down society, yeah. they can and they fucking will.
0: Right, right. So, or even just the riots and stuff, right? I mean like people I, I don't know. I, I, you can get real deep with it and stuff, but I mean just having dedicated comms it's just an easier, better way to work through some 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 situations, right? Yeah. I feel like it's just a, a good thing to have, and I, and I remember I was telling friends about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm taking my ham <laughs> exam license. Right? Like, what do you need that for? And it's the same. It's that same shitty tone you get when you're like. I own armor plates. And they're like, what do you need that <laughs> what for? What
1: do you want that for? Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, a, um thank you to mind your own fucking business. But yeah, since I'm, I'm telling I'm you I'm an American it, and I like, do what the
1: fuck I want.
0: Yeah. Because this is America and we speak American. And <laughs> speak American. I'm going to speak American over a radio. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's part of being well-rounded. And I, and I do, I think if you're out hiking, if you're out hunting um, or honestly just looking for something else to do, you know, uh, something that's relatively cost-effective and just intellectually stimulating, right? I mean, this is not a, an awful hobby, and it, it lends itself to being potentially entertaining, but then also uh, your preparedness. Yeah, it's right? also
1: very family-friendly.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, there's not, like, rules against, uh, just as an example, like, profanity, but it's, it's all and i think that's the nice that was actually frowned
1: upon in the the military it
0: is too for uh there's not hard rules against it but there is just certain etiquette pieces and this was pointed out in the textbook specifically like it's frowned upon um if you need to if somebody from the local if it gets bad enough in any situation where the local fcc office needs to be like contacted then there's obviously measures that can be taken right yeah but i think that the nice part about this community being that it's you know not just anybody who wants to jump on a radio right um yeah, it's family friendly, and I mean, if you, can, I mean, if you can teach your kids how to work a ham radio, and they, can, I, honestly, I don't know what the light the uh, age restrictions are on a ham license, because I know I'm way I'm over it. Sure. So I'm like, yeah, I'm at least, uh, I'm at least eighteen. That's good for most shit, right? So I don't need to worry about this any. Like I don't even look at age restrictions for stuff anymore. Right. I know I, I'm not worried about AARP yet, but I know are, you're I'm.
1: You're old enough.
0: Yeah. All I know yeah. is that I am old enough, and that's all <laughs> yeah. you need to know. You know, but yeah. it's. It, I'm honestly looking forward to it. Um, I'm gonna start looking uh, into some more like online community type stuff about just finding somebody who can help me. They call it in ham radio. You know, they call it an Elmer. Mm-hmm. That's like your mentor type person. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even join a, a local club. Honestly, that That'd be cool. Kinda, you'll, so, you'll probably honestly, you'll, mm. you'll probably
1: learn a lot. Uh, oh yeah. I, I would bet like there there are some old dogs in these clubs who load. like yeah they just have they know they probably have forgotten. Way more than you fucking will ever learn.
0: There was one gentleman that was actually taking his test because um, he let it lapse. And the nice mm-hmm. thing with us, you have 10 years, and then you have a two-year grace period to go ahead and renew your license. Mm-hmm. And he just, for whatever reason, let it, let it lapse. So he was just taking his test to get his license back. He's been doing this since the 60s. Like
1: yeah, damn like that bro. dude he he knows some shit, man. Oh yeah, he's and he was just telling he stories. He built his own radio. Well,
0: they were uh while they were grading the tests and stuff, he's telling stories. He's like, yeah, I used to communicate with some guy down in Argentina, who like, you know, must have been a millionaire because he his you know he had a his house and he had his a ham shack, which was actually a guest house on a river. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and like just you know some some cool stuff. And I think he was a vet as well. I think he he was actually in Korea. Mm, um, nice. He was wearing the hat. Uh, so probably in the navy i'm thinking mm-hmm. uh, i didn't look exactly what it was but yeah no i mean there's a a, a wealth of knowledge and i think because it's one of those like hobbies that's kind of starting to die a little bit just mm-hmm. because the internet and modern technology and stuff have become so prevalent it, right. it's really eaten into the i don't want to say market share but um so a lot of these guys are really eager to help spread knowledge and information mm-hmm. which i think is awesome yeah you know so yeah i will I'll join a local ham club we could hang out we could we do it together and and build a radio and talk to people from <laughs> finland or something i i don't fucking no, know I, I think it's cool man <laughs> no but i um I, I am excited about it i'm honestly just excited to be able to run it um you know i have it uh hooked up on my uh, my plate carrier and mm-hmm. run through my gear and everything um, and it works with that's a nice part too is a lot of this stuff because the technology isn't so new right right um it's pretty cost effective to get into you yeah. know you're talking about the trucker mic um mine runs and i actually won't get done here i'm probably going to ask you about this um i run my radio that's on the back side of my carrier mm. but then i can run the ptt cable or push to talk cable mm-hmm. up through my shoulder strap mm-hmm. and mount the trucker mic like right basically under my chin sort of um, but mm, then, okay. because of what I have, I can run a mail to mail audio cable. It's like a one-foot cable. All right. Um, out of the audio port on the trucker mic and up into the audio port on my uh, ear protection that's mounted on my helmet. Mm-hmm. So I don't have, like, a, a mic per se that comes off my ear probe, but I have the trucker mic, so... Right. So, um, so
1: you're... Um you're hearing the voice in your Earphone. headset and then to speak you're pressing your push to talk which is your trucker mic yep just below your essentially around your clavicle yeah and yep. then you're, you're speaking yeah i mean that works yeah i mean for like that i said works. for like 70 bucks it's yeah. only not that bad oh, here, here's a little little hack before we we end this here yeah um so <laughs> little little life hack uh so we on your peltor or liberator or whatever you know, it would have like a little mic, right? Yeah. Like that comes out of the bottom of the headset. Well, when it's really windy out. Um, you get a, a ton of extra noise. Yeah, you get a ton of extra noise. So what we would do is we would take the spoons from the MREs <laughs> and we would fucking break off the spoon end. And we would like take, you know, tape or like rubber band yeah. that that's um, the spoon portion on the end of the mic piece. So it would cover up. And the, that worked. Uh, the, cover up the front of the mic so that, that worked oh fuck yeah it worked Seriously? like a charm dude. yeah it worked amazing <laughs> yeah and because it, oh, wow. essentially it's a windshield right oh uh, yeah so you
0: mres know? are good for more dude, than mres just are making good for sure so many shit. things yeah
1: people who talk bad about mres can go fuck themselves I, <laughs> i've had a bad great.
0: experience once and some of them i don't know some of them look kind of questionable i know there's like the the civilian they all the, look the, questionable the, the gucci mres i might invest in some of those but like went on that land nav trip and you're like what
1: you had like some like fiesta chicken and <laughs> yeah, or dude. something
0: and i'm like oh you want some I'm like i'm
1: not eating that bro like i am not no, eating there, that. there's two things you need to enjoy an mre first thing is you need to be really fucking hungry okay second thing <laughs> is you need to be on you need to be in the middle of the woods and have no other options
0: so like, basically still the first option. You need to yeah. be really fucking So hungry. if
1: you fulfill those those two things, the MRE yeah. tastes amazing. As long
0: as nobody gets to it first and steals all the uh, Skittles. Yeah, as long right. as we are not
1: rat-fucking all the Skittles. <laughs> fucking Skittles Bastards. and the jalapeno <laughs> cheese. Yeah, yeah the jalapeno <laughs> cheese. Yeah, for sure.
0: But uh, yeah, man. So good talk. Um, yep. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, as we uh, keep branching out into the, uh, you know, the communications world, we'll probably hit on more stuff in the future, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to make you take that sample test, that practice test. I want to see if <laughs> yeah. you're going to, if you're going to pass it or yeah, not. Yeah, I'll mess around with it. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, so, some more of this communication stuff now that we're kind of moving that direction. Um, we got, like I said, next week, uh, joining me, uh, from our, our sponsor, our partner, My Medic, uh, Zef is joining me. So make sure you guys tune in for that one. I'll be doing that next week, uh, Thursday and, uh, you know, possibly bringing on some more remote guests as, uh, you know, our abilities and, uh the product here kind of allows for the prepared mindset to keep growing. So, uh, we appreciate you guys for checking it out as always, and, uh, tell your friends, share the message until next time, guys, like we always say here, get out there, do your research, train and be prepared.